evening, everyone. Welcome to High Desert Word Center. Mrs. Pastor will be making her way up here to greet us. Thank you, Josh. I spaced it. I didn't look at the numbers good enough. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? Welcome to Wednesday Night High Desert Word Center. Let's all stand up. Amen. We are going to say our United States of America confession. Are y'all ready for this? You know, there's a lot really going on, you know. You know, there's a lot going on in America. Good news. Hallelujah. All right. You know why? We're praying the right thing. We're saying the right thing. That's why. Amen. Okay, here we go. You ready? Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right. You may be seated. Let me go over the announcements with you tonight. Um, if any of you men can help Robert set up tables over in Victory tonight for the women's meeting on Friday night, that would be great. Tables and chairs. Last time they forgot the chairs. <laughs> So it's tables and chairs. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, Pastor Dave's in youth group tonight. He's teaching them about the Holy Ghost. Don't forget, this Friday night, 6.30 in Victory is our women's meeting. Liz Nile will be our guest speaker, so make sure that you're here for that. Bring a casserole or a salad or a dessert. Okay, it's going to be a powerful meeting. And then um, this weekend, sun, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Dana and Liz are going to be here. They're going to be speaking both services. Dana's going to do morning. Liz is going to do the nighttime service. Easter invitations are on the info booth. So make sure that you pass those out to your neighbors, your friends, your family, your enemies, and all those kind of folks because everybody needs to know about Jesus, right? So Easter is the, uh, April the 17th. Now, this is good news. Marriage Refresh Weekend is going to be Friday and Saturday, the 29th and the 30th. It's $50 a couple. That It's going to be right here. That includes a catered dinner, breakfast, and child care. So you need to RSVP at highdesertwordcenter.org slash married. Actually, it's hdwc.org slash marriage. So make sure you sign up for that. And then the mother-daughter banquet, our Mother's Day, big Mother's Day thing, is going to be on Saturday, May the 7th, 11 a.m., $12, ages 11 to adult, and $6 for children age 10 and under. Like Now, they're, if they're like a year and a half old or something, there's no cost for you know something like that or two, something like that. But the, the theme is singing in the rain. And so if you would like to dress for that, we're going to have a contest for who looks the best in their rain gear for an adult, a teen, and a child. So who knows? You may win it. And also, we're going to have gift drawings and stuff like that. So it's going to be a great time. So make sure that you come to that and don't miss it. Okay, first-timers. Do we have any first-timers? No, we're all home folks. Okay, we're doing good. Amen. Okay, Pastor, it's happy time. Is anybody happy? We're the, we're the railroad church. We do the woo-woo. <laughs> What's your middle name? Joy. She is very happy. She's joyful. All right. Uh, hold up your hands. There's an envelope for your tithes, your offerings. Well, this side's got it. Do you guys need anything over here? All right. Open up your Bibles. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. <laughs> uh, hallelujah you know I, I love the word of God because it's so simple and God tells you exactly what you need to know and you know 
I, I always think about something. I, I said a couple times Sunday that uh, in everything that God does to bless humanity, there's always the God side and the man side. You know, God always tells us in his word what he will do if we do what we're supposed to do. We don't earn things, but we're supposed to be obedient to the word of God. And Jesus is the one that gave us everything we'll ever need for free, but then as Christians, there's faith things we need to do to receive what he gave us. Amen. There's faith things we need to do. God tells us what to do, and the word of God gives us faith. And then when we've got faith, we need to put action to the faith. But Hebrews 11, verse 6, I think about this verse every day, I think. I look at it most days, and I go to bed thinking about this verse, especially for the times we live in. Hebrews 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And years ago, that phrase, he is, stuck out to me. And then I begin to see through the New Testament that phrase all the way through it. Jesus Christ is the same. Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father. Jesus Christ is the one that heals. And so if we don't believe that he is, if we believe that he was, there's not much you're going to receive. You know, a lot of the world believes that Jesus was. Well, the ones that believe that Jesus is, is the one that receives. And so it says, believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that don't receive him. It doesn't say that God's a rewarder. It says he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know what happens when you got people that work all day long in the desert, they come to church on Wednesday night? They may not know it, but they're diligently seeking him. Where there's people that were so busy and got home so late they couldn't come to a church like this, yet they say, oh, I'm going to pull this up and watch it on the Internet. You know what they're doing? They're diligently seeking him. And then when they take notes, and they say, you know what? That verse jumped off the page. What the pastor said, what that speaker said really ministered to me. I want to study that out. I want to learn that verse too. You know what they're doing? They're being diligent. And so God is not just a rewarder. He's the reward of them that diligently seek him. A lot of people will get what I call spillover blessing. You know what spillover blessing is? They get close to other Christians that are blessed, and some of that anointing, some of that faith rubs off on them because they got close to somebody that had it, but that's just called spillover. I like the real blessing where I walk with him. I walk by faith. I do what he wants me to do. I make corrections in my life. And I just want to say this. This is a tithe and offering time. The times we live in right now, I saw one another gas station with pastor come to church, and I raised him 20 cents since yesterday. I thought, wow, glory to God. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that the windows of heaven are open on my family because we are tithers. And he said, bring the tithe in. I'll open you the windows of heaven, pour out the blessing. Not room enough to receive it. Glory to God. The blessing of God. So I just want to tell you, I said, I said all that to say this. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Don't let high prices scare you. Don't let people talk, talk you out of being a faithful person to God with your tithe. And something else I learned a long time ago, too. You know, the Bible talks about tithes and offerings. If God moves on you to bless somebody, whether it's in a church offering or just somebody you don't know or somebody you do know that has a need, just remember this, that what you've got in your pocket, if it doesn't meet your need, then it's probably a seed. And your seed will meet their need, but then your seed is sown to meet your future need. I learned that a long time ago. When God moves on you to bless somebody and you don't hardly have it to do it, you know what that's called when you do it? That's called faith. You say, Lord, I know, I know you want me to do this, and so I'm going to do this. What pleases God? Faith. And so we don't just walk around throwing money away, but when God moves on us, we got to know that God has us sowing seed for our future need. Amen. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. We're here. We're here to equip God's people for victorious Christian living. I'm telling you right now, we live by faith, and faith is being obedient to God and His Word, and being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And when we do that, 
says he's the rewarder. Praise God for lots of gas money rewards today. That's better than reward cards out the store. Hallelujah. All right, let's stand up. Let's make our financial faith confession, and then we'll bring them up here. And, you know, I, I just want to say this again every time. Whether you bring an offering up or not, you may have already given online, or maybe you've already given and you're not putting in tonight, but you're, you're, you're a giver, you're a tither. Come up here and worship with us as we come up here. Get under this atmosphere up here around the altar because it increases up here the closer you get. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs, our better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, binding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for these all my financial needs. So I have more than enough to take good care of my family, give generously to the kingdom of God, promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Set aside his crown, a servant to the Father's love, descended from his throne above, author of salvation, giver of new life, crucified to pay for sin, our righteousness is in the name of Jesus. Heart and tongue, confess your name above all names. All names of this earth be known to you forever. You will reign.
darkness, my God, that is who you stop working you never stop you never stop working even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop darkness, my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just praise you, Father, because you are the way maker. You are the miracle worker, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, Father, you're working, and that's faith. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this service tonight. We just declare in the name of Jesus that we will receive from your word tonight.
and our lives will be changed, Lord. And we give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, are you awake? Okay, you're awake? You're going to stay awake? I know Raymond's awake. That guy's on fire for God. Hallelujah. Aren't you? Amen. Did you used to be an agnostic or something? Huh? Pretty atheist. Oh, Jesus came in, eh? Five weeks ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's so exciting to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond, for being here. Every service that guy's here, because Jesus has made him late in his life and made a believer out of him. Amen. Once you were lost, but now you're found. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, I want you all to be alert tonight. You ready? You got your pen and pencil? <laughs> Heidi's ready. She's, got, she's popping her eyes open. <laughs> Get your pen, your pencil, and your Bibles out. Amen. I'm going to be teaching on tonight. The title is Quitting is Never an Option. Quitting is Never an Option. And, you know, I think about Pastor Dave. He's really been pushing on this. You know, backsliders coming back to the Lord. Man, now is not the time to, you know, be away from God, good Lord, with everything that's going on in the world. You don't want to miss the rapture, you know. So, you know, don't quit. Amen. So quitting is never an option. Well, I want you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Matthew chapter 8. I'm in the New King James tonight. Oh, this is one of my favorite... My favorite things to teach on. I love this thing. Hallelujah. Okay, you ready for this? Look at verse 18. Matthew 8, 18. We're going to look at verse 18 first of all. And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. So you got to get the picture. Here's Jesus. There's tons of people around him. He's been ministering all day, probably all night, probably all week, probably all month, you know. He needed a little bit of a break. So he says, we're going to go to the other side. In other words, the other side of the sea, the whatever it is. And so then jump down to verse uh, um, 20, 23. But backing up here to verse 18, Jesus gave a commandment to depart. So he had a destination he said, we're going to the other side. So Jesus had a destination and he had a plan. Okay, so that's the first thing you got to know. Jesus had a destination where he was going somewhere. He knew where he was going and he had a plan on how to get there. Okay, now jump down here to verse 23. Now when, when he, Jesus, got into a boat, his disciples followed him. So, you know, sounds like a piece of cake. Jesus said, let's go. So they went and they followed him. Sounds simple, doesn't it? You know, Jesus says the same thing to you. Come on, let's go. Come on, Tim, let's go. And you say, all right, here I go. You know, but then things happen. Look at verse 24. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. So get this picture. So a, a tempest is a violent, windy storm. And the boat was covered with waves. So Jesus was sleeping. Why shouldn't he? You know, <laughs> he's sleeping. Verse 25. Then his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. So in the meantime, you know, the, the, the tempest, some problems arose on the journey to their destination. Some problems arose. So Jesus said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the other side. In the meantime, a problem arose in the plan, okay? Try to deter the plan. So there was a distraction along the way. So what happened to the disciples? They became fearful, and they're worrying. We're perishing. We're dying. You know, they thought they, they were going to die. Have you ever thought you were going to die in the middle of something Jesus told you to do? You know, Lord, I don't know if I can make it through this thing. I might die. 
and you get a little fearful, but that's not what he wants us to do. Verse 26, but Jesus said to them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? We don't like it if Jesus says that to us. But Jesus is always truthful. So if he told them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And obviously, they didn't have faith to get to the other side, to get to the destination that Jesus told them that they were going to get to. Man, you got the Son of God right there with you, you know. You got the creator of the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. He created the seas and the winds and all the little fishes in those that sea. You know what I'm saying? And they're afraid. Oh, oh, such little faith. Such little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was great calm. Of course Jesus calms the winds and the sea and restores calm to the situation. Verse 27. So the men marvel, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? You know, think about that. As I said before, he's the creator. Naturally, they obey him. You know, naturally, they're going to obey him because he's the creator. Then 28, he says, So the men marvel, saying, Well, I already read that. 28 down here. When he had come to the other side, to the city, to the country of the uh, Jerogenesines, or whatever how you pronounce that name. I don't pretend to know all the correct pronunciations of all the biblical names. Do you know them? Okay, well, we're on the same page then. Okay. So, you know, if in your life, on your journey with Jesus, what has he instructed you to do? You know, sometimes our journeys can be little, short little things. You know, we're taking a little trip here. Sometimes it's short. But sometimes our journey with Jesus is our lifetime calling. It it lasts our entire life. And the name of the game is you don't quit when the going gets rough. Because it will get rough along the way somewhere. Why? Because there is a devil in the world that's trying to stop God's plan for your life. Isn't that the truth? Okay. So you, the name of the, what you're supposed to do is you're not supposed to jump out of the boat when the going gets tough. Stay in the ship, you know? Don't jump. Don't jump overboard. Stay in the ship. Stay with Jesus. Because he has all the answers. After all, we just sung the song. He's the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper. Great choice tonight, Josh. You know, he's the one that fulfills all this kind of stuff. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's God Almighty. And he's the all-powerful one. So, you know, Jesus said, think about this again. He says, we're going to go to the other side. Where did they end up? On the other side. Okay, so when Jesus talks to you and he says, okay, Virginia, this is what I want you to do right now in this phase of your life. You know, and you say, well, you may say, well, Lord, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes we say that to him, don't we? We say, Lord, I don't want to do that. But then, you know, the more you know him, the more you say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Show me what I'm supposed to do. And But, you know, in the meantime, you know, something may come up. Jesus has given you this plan. Something may come up in the middle of it. And you can jump ship and say, forget it, it didn't work. Or you can stick to it, knowing that if he told you to do this and so, that he meant it, and he's going to be with you, and he's going to show you how. And the cool thing about Jesus is a lot of times he doesn't want your ability, he wants your availability. Because he wants to be able to teach you, hallelujah, he wants to go preach, you know, just go on, girl. You just cheer me on here. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, we are not at all qualified. And it kind of puts fear and trembling in us, and we think, oh, Jesus, I don't know how to do that. How am I going to do that? You know, but you know what? If we talk, if he, he will lead us step by step, he will say, well, go talk to, pretend, Virginia. He's telling you to teach children's church, which I know you do. 
so, Lord, what am I going to do, you know? Well, you know, he tells you, well, go see Leah. Kill his church director. So you go see Leah. You know what I mean? Step one. Well, step one is saying, yes, Lord. And then, you know, and then step two is he's going to give you the steps. You know, does, does that mean that uh, something stupid is not going to come up in the middle of it? Something did COVID. Remember that? You know, tried to, tried to, tried to halt, halt everybody's ship and train and boat and truck and the whole deal, you know. But you know what? Devil lost again. You know, and he's going to keep, Satan's going to keep losing as long as we don't quit. If we quit, that means the devil's won. So you don't quit. You don't even think about quitting. Okay? That is not supposed to be part of your vocabulary. Oh, I quit. Forget that. No, you never quit. One reason you never quit is because you know that Jesus has the answer to everything. Jesus has given us his name, which is above every name, so if the devil raises his stupid head, we just tell him, take a hike, you know? Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. So Satan, you're bound. You can't operate here in this situation. And Jesus comes in, and what does he do? He calms the storm. And he gets you to the other side. He gets you to the other side every time. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. Always, always, always. Okay. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. i got to catch up with myself. i got preaching off to the side here. Okay. Sometimes, you know, Jesus says, <clears throat> said to the, to the guys, the disciples, he says, where's your faith? Um, it's going to take faith to complete your journey with Jesus, whether it's a small one or whether it's a large one. It's going to take faith. And where are you going to get faith from? What? Okay, where is it? Thank you, Susan. Romans ten seventeen. How many times have you heard this, guys? All the time. If I had a dollar for every time we said Romans 10, 17 in this church, I would be a millionaire. It's our job to say it. It's your job to remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta, you know, you got to do this. you got to remember this. Okay, so we have to have faith to get on our journey. So where do you get faith? Okay, guys, I'm going to do this again. This is the third time. Third time's a blessing, okay? Okay. It is going to take faith for you to be on this journey with Jesus. So where are you going to get faith? Okay, now where you find that in the Bible? Thank you. Okay, we're going to have to go there now. Look, look over at Romans 10, 17. You guys got to see this. And if this isn't marked in your Bible, shame on you. You need to mark it. Mark it good. You need to see this. Romans 10, 17. Da, 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 da. Do you see it? Is it there in your Bible? It's in my Bible, too. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever your life's journey, your short little journey is on, you're going to have to have faith, and you're going to go to the word of God, and you're going to find the faith that you need to make it to the other side. You got that? Say, for instance, you're on your faith journey, Dave McNeil, and sickness shows up. What are you going to do, quit? You didn't quit, did you? And you're alive and well, and here you are. The devil tried to take him out. You know, when you're on your journey, it doesn't mean that Satan's not going to try to take you out. Because he doesn't like you. He doesn't like anybody that bears the name of Jesus. Because we're powerful. We are so powerful. But on your journey, Dave, you're going the other side, brother. You know? And a lot of the other ones of you in here, too. Dylan. Devil tried to take you out, didn't he? He didn't. Yeah, I know he tried. He didn't, though. How come? Because you're a man of faith. Okay. So that means 
but you're going to the other side. There you go. How about you, Pastor? Are you going the other side? Going to the other side. Okay, you got that? You're going the other side, Sabrina? Okay, girls. She's pointing to herself. She's, she's, she's already made the quality decision. She is going to the other side. And I agree. You're going to the other side. I, I agree you're all going to the other side. Because you're going to refuse to quit when the tough gets going. When the tough, come, when the tough times come in, right? Ha! You can laugh at Satan for the garbage he tries to throw your way. You can just laugh in his face and say, that ain't going to work, devil. You know, I got a big God. His name is Jesus, and he defeated you. He has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And who do you think you are, you little twerp? You know? He's a nobody. He's a nobody. He is a nobody. Okay, hallelujah. Okay, now. What are some of the things that could possibly, not you though, but other people, not you guys, because you're the smart ones, right? But, but for other people that call themselves Christians, what are some of the things that can get them to jump ship and to quit? What makes them want to do that? Look at Mark chapter 4. Now, I'm going to be in the King James this time. King James. Look at Mark chapter 4. I love the word of God. It just tells us everything. Amen. It tells us everything. Okay, so we're in Mark chapter 4. And in Mark chapter 4, this is the parable that Jesus told about the sower sows the word. And I'm not going to read the whole parable. You can go, you can mark that on your notes that I know you're taking. And you can go home tonight or tomorrow and you can read about the parable of the sower sows the word and what's, what it's all about. But I'm going to pick up here in verse 13. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, Know ye not this parable, and how then will you know all parables? And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Now you're going to see here that the devil doesn't particularly care about you, but he cares about the word that you stand on. Because the word, the faith that you stand on is what gives you the victory. So he doesn't give a hoot about you, April, but he doesn't like the word that's in you. And so he will do whatever he can to take you out, not because of you so much, but because of the word that's in you. He's after the word. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Look at here again. Verse 15. And these are they by the wayside where the what's sown? Word is sown. And when they have heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away what? The word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. When they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. Now, how many of you have seen people like that? Man, they, you know, they get all excited. They receive it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves, and so they endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises, for why? What's it say? For the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Offenses shut you down. Shut you down. I'm going to talk about offenses for a minute here. Psalms 119, 165 says, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. So how can you, you know, when somebody's offended, you know, Pastor and I do this. If I get ticked off at him or he gets ticked off at me, you know, say, huh, ah, Psalms 119, 165, your word level's low. <laughs> if you're easily offended, your word level's low. Right? It's the truth. You know, you've got to get to the point with Jesus, the victor, and with Satan, the enemy, that when he comes around with something, he won't, he'll want to get you offended, especially husbands and wives, but, but anybody else, somebody in the church, he wants to get you offended. But you know what? You need to recognize an offense when it shows itself. 
at your doorstep. And you need to say, no, Satan, back off. I'm not going to be offended by that. I'm not going to be offended by them or what they said. I'm not going to be offended by them, Lord. I'm not going to do it. Father, I forgive them, and I ask you to bless them. And you go on your merry way. And you know what? The devil can't get a foothold in you with offense because you cut it off at the pass. Recognize it when it comes. Recognize it when it comes. Let's look at verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as here, what? The word. The word. And, and listen to this. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, what happens to the word? It chokes it out. And it becomes unfruitful. Whoa. Becomes unfruitful. Verse 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive the word, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. So which batch do you want to belong to? Okay, now look at, look at, uh, let me turn my page here. Look at verse 19. Okay, so these are some of the things that will choke the word. The devil tries to choke the word out of you to get you to jump ship so you don't go to the other side, so you don't complete what the Lord wanted you to do, okay? Cares of this world. What's a care of this world? Somebody throw me one. Money? Yeah, the deceitfulness of niches is the next one. What? Well, worrying about money, that's number two. Deceitfulness of riches. What? Worrying about kids. Worrying about kids. Throw me another one. Social media. <laughs> okay. That'll get you offended, won't it? Somebody else. Health. That's a care of this world. Somebody else. What? Image. Oh, your, your self-image. Okay, yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> Somebody else. Politics, yeah. That, that's a, yeah, that could get a care of this world. That'll get you all messed up. Anybody else? Anybody else? A care of this world. How about your marriage? Is that a care? Could that be a care? Your children, your job, could that be a care? So the devil's going to come in to try to choke out the word in you, who's in the ship, supposed to be going to the other side. He's going to try to get you to jump ship with a care of this world. That's one of the things he's going to use. That's the storm. You got it? The storm arose. That's one of the storms. Okay, here's another one. Do -do -do. Deceitfulness of riches. Well, I'll just take this job working Sundays for a little while, and, you know, I'll be back. They never come back. They jump ship. They jump ship. The family ends up going to hell. They go to hell. The kids go to hell. The grandkids go to hell. Everybody goes to hell because they jump ship. You need to be in the house of the Lord like all the time. Like here I am talking to the choir here. You know, you guys are here on a Wednesday night. You're the meat eaters. You're coming out on a Wednesday night, man. Hear the word of God. What? And yeah, and those folks out there listening too from all over the world, Japan and Virginia. And where else? All over, all over, all over, locally. Deceitfulness of riches. You know, if, you're, if you've got like a new job or something placed before you and you think, oh, this is going to be great, man. I'm going to be making so much more money, but I have to work on, I have to work on, the only days I have off is Monday and Tuesday. So I won't be to church on Wednesday and I won't be to church on Sunday. I can never come to church again, but I'll watch it on the internet. Yeah, boy. I'm serious. 100% of the time, they don't make it. That took lots of years in ministry. And looking for things. Now look at this one. Here's another thing that'll get somebody to jump ship. Lust for other things. 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 You know, I'm, we came here from Indiana, so I can talk about Indiana. I won't talk about California, but I'll talk about Indiana. 
In Indiana, the number one thing that pulled people, you know, caused people to jump ship with Jesus, there's a lot of water in Indiana, a lot of lakes and all kinds of cool stuff, a lot of rivers. And they always said, well, I'm gonna, we're going to get this boat. I think out here it's probably Disneyland or something, Disney World, whatever it's called. They always wanted to go out and buy a boat. So, of course, they couldn't go boating on Saturday. They had to go boating on Sunday. <laughs> right? True story. I'm, I'm, God's honest, you know. Yeah, lust for other things. Pulling them away from the word. You know, I was thinking about, I was thinking today about this message. I was thinking about horses. You know, Indian people don't know that. I've liked horses since I was a kid, loved horses since I was a kid. I sold my last horse, uh, I don't know, August or something of last year. But you know what? Horses weren't my God. And I didn't go bankrupt buying them either because I said to the Lord, one time, one time I bought Annie, my daughter, a horse for $800. Hated that horse. I never hated a horse, but I hated that horse. Horses are horrible. So anyway, I tried to sell it, couldn't sell it. <laughs> so I gave it away. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm sowing that horse. Sowing that horse. And this is what I want back. My favorite horses have always been Arabian since I was a little girl. I want Arabian. I said, I don't mind if it's older. As a matter of fact, I said, I want a couple of them. Because, you know, I don't want to have to ride alone. So by golly, I get this phone call. Well, actually, my first horse was an Appaloosa. I'm talking about when I moved out here. My first horse was an Appaloosa. She was great. She was my horse. And then this other lady calls me, and she says, well, I've got two, I've got two Arabians, and I'm trying to find a good, they were older. She said, I want to I find a good home for them. So then I had three horses. And then what was the fourth horse? I forget what the fourth horse was. Somebody else called me. I got four horses. Used to keep them out back here in back of the thing. Joshua, I got a picture of you. Remember riding those horses? We look like guys on Bonanza coming over the hill, you know. There's four of us. They were given to me. And over then, I don't know how many horses got given to me. That, uh, it was a slew of them, a bunch of horses. But I decided that, Heidi, at 74 years old, that I'm going to hang up my spurs. But I didn't have a horse spurs anyway, but I was going to hang them up anyway. You know what I mean? So I got rid of my horse. But when we went to Georgia this last time, my son Jason says, Mom, we're going to go horseback riding. And so I thought, oh, great, I never really wanted to, but I didn't want to tell him I didn't want to go horseback riding, so, but because he paid for all this, so we went horseback riding, it was wonderful, I had a great time, so my riding days aren't over with yet, so I thought they were, but they're not, I had to say that, so, so, so lust for other things, it was a desire of my heart to have horse, horses, 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 it was a great family thing that we could do together, you know, didn't have to pay a dime for those horses except for, you know, feeding them all that kind of stuff, but you can't, you, God doesn't, that is not against you having stuff, he doesn't want the stuff to have you, see what I'm saying, you got that, so yeah, have things, God will bless you with things, but the minute they take you away from Jesus, they got to go, things got to go. Because can you put that thing on your sick child and say, be healed in the name of this toy of mine, this thing? No. But you can lay hands on your sick child and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. You know? Think about it. Have fun in life. Jesus said, I came that you might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. He said that. He wants us blessed. But he doesn't want the blessings to take his place. So cares of this world will get you out of that boat. Deceitfulness of, of riches will get you to jump overboard. Lust for other things. Bye-bye, Jesus. I'm going to go chase this over here for a while. Maybe I'll see you later. Maybe I won't, but it's been good. You know, Jesus, with Jesus, it's not a one-night stand. It's a lifetime commitment. When you get in Jesus' boat, He's going to take you to some cool places. Doesn't mean that some storms are going to, aren't going to come up. Right? 
But we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Right? Okay. We've got the victory. I want to show you something. Look at Luke chapter... Well, you don't have to go to Luke chapter 4. Don't go there. Write Luke chapter 4 on your notes. This is the account of Jesus being tempted by the devil for 40 days. And so, in, in, in Luke 4, verse 13... You know, the devil comes to Jesus and he says, if you'll do this, then you know, I'll give you this. And if you jump off this building, you know, da-da-da-da. And the Lord answered him with a word all the time. And so the devil gave up and he left. But in verse 13 it says, the devil departed Jesus for a season. So think about whatever it is that may be your weakness. What is your weakness? I don't care. Don't tell me. What is your weakness? Maybe your weakness is being offended at people. Maybe your weakness is deceitfulness of riches. Maybe your, your weakness is lust for other things. You know, so he comes knocking, the devil comes knocking at your door, and you, get out of here, devil. You know, I'm going on with Jesus. I'm not getting out of this boat. I'm staying a course. Steady as she goes, you know what I mean? But whatever it was that you, whatever it is that, the devil has tempted you with before. Maybe it's drinking, whatever. Whatever it is that the devil has tempted you with before, he has perhaps departed for a season. But he's coming back around. He's going to hit you again. Maybe your weakness is being offended at people. You're offended at your mother. You're offended at your father. You're offended at your siblings. You're offended at the guy next to you at work. You're offended at people at church. Offended, offended, offended. You're always getting your feelings hurt. Wah, wah, wah. You know? So you get victory over it. The devil comes knocking again. Well, did you hear what they said? Did you hear what they did? And all of a sudden you fall for it again. Now listen. The devil knows you because he watches you. So he knows what your weak point is. So the name of the game is to be him, to be aware, this is my weakness. He tried it on me before, I got the victory. Yes. But he's coming around again. Hey, if he came around Jesus for a more opportune time, for a more opportune season, what makes you think he isn't going to come around and knock on your door again with the same thing? So we've got to be smart. You've got to be aware. You've got to know the wiles of the devil and what he pulls, what he pulls, what, what he, you know, what he tries to pull. So, I want you to look at Hebrews 10. This is my favorite passage in the entire Bible. I'm in the New King James again. Hebrews 10. I love this. You know, when you became, you know, you know, some people get saved because they want fire insurance. You know, they don't want to go to hell. So they get fire insurance. But when you become born again, that's when you surrender your whole life to Jesus. Say, Lord, here I am. Take me. Use me. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will never leave you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we don't want to walk out of the palm of his hand, right? Okay, look at this. Hebrews 10. Get up, get up so I can find Hebrews 10. It's in here somewhere. Here it is. I love this. Hebrews 10. Look at verse 35. We're going to read 35 to 39. I'm talking about tonight, quitting is not an option. You remember that? Remember the title? We're not quitting, right? We're not jumping ship. We're not leaving Jesus for any of these other reasons that the Bible says that people leave Jesus for. We're not going to do that. Listen to this. Hebrews 10, 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of patience or endurance, 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 stay in the course, so that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will, not, will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. That's because we, Romans 10, 17, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we have faith. But the just are going to live by faith. Everything you do in life as a believer takes faith. 
driving down the road takes faith. More than one, more than one way, you know. You've got to have the money for the gas tank, and then you've got to have faith for the safety to get where you're going, okay? The just shall live by faith. And if anyone draws back, jumps ship, my soul has no pleasure in him. You want Jesus to say that about you? I have no pleasure in them. They quit. They jump ship. I had a great plan for them. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Plans for a future and a hope. Good plans. Good, good life. Great life. You know? I don't want Jesus to say, I don't, have, I don't have pleasure in her. She quit. Do you want Jesus to say that about you? You want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and it into the joy of the Lord. Verse 39, but we are not, say, I am not, of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We're going to the other side. Are you going to the other side? Amen. We're going to the other side. Well, if you're going to the other side, stand up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope that helps somebody tonight. Quitting is never an option. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, good old prayer team. Huh? Yeah, we're the team. <laughs> Stand up. If you want prayer for anything at all tonight, it's 8 o'clock. I quit on time, but we're going to pray for people. Just come on up and we'll pray for you as Josh and Greg lead us in worship. Thank you. darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you, I worship you, you are here, turning lies around, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, meant in every I worship you, you are way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness, 
my God, that is who you are. Hallelujah. That is who he is. He is the miracle worker. Amen. I like your shorts, Cletus. Cletus is a referee or whatever you call him. What do you call him? There's another word. Referee. And what else does he do? Baseball, football, soccer, any, any of that stuff. So don't mess with Cletus. Because he can run faster than you. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's pray over the you. And then we're going to say the Barstow Faith Confession. Who wants to say the Barstow Faith Confession? Come on, James. Come up here, Kale. Uh, well, you'll have to use my... Okay. So let's, let's, let's just pray first. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the service tonight, Lord. We just thank you for the word that we heard, Father. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this... The word that they heard tonight is going to stop them from ever being even tempted to quit, Father, because quitting is not an option, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, James. Go for it, kid. Uh, we declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our teachers are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is full of Jesus. Barstow is safe in Jesus' name. Amen. Wednesday. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, see you Sunday. Hallelujah. You're dismissed.